This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Jennings & Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk. Beautiful Monday out there today. It's going to be beautiful tomorrow until about, what, 6 o'clock or so, and I think the rain is going to come I in. I think the rain moves in on Wednesday. Well, I haven't looked that closely yet. All I know is if it rains after 6 o'clock tomorrow, it'll be okay with me. Now, the baseball games, you got you, you tell us what's on tonight and tomorrow night. The night's game is safe and sound. It's right. perfect baseball weather. Tomorrow night, I'm saying it might be iffy. You're saying it should be okay. But anyway, tell us, tell us what's on. So tonight we have Rockvale and Smyrna at 6.30 first pitch from Smyrna. Then tomorrow night we have Stewart's Creek at Oakland. Both baseball. I'm not quite sure on the start time tomorrow. Brian Barrett and John Dinkins would know more about that one. Uh, Brian will have his report here before long. He'll, I'm sure he'll mention that what it is. It's been a fascinating weekend in NCAA basketball to me. Uh, I don't know where you are. Did, are you, did you watch the UCLA-Alabama game? I watched the UCLA-Alabama okay, where, where, game. Where are you? Now, if you, if you heard the commentator, Alabama is down by one, have two free throws, right. miss both. They're down one. UCLA comes down and gets, gets fouled. Alabama had to foul to stop the clock. Hit both free throws. They're down three with, what, 4.7 seconds to go, something less than five seconds. I think it was – yeah, it was it was, a lot, it was less than five. And the commentator with – And I know where you're – Yeah, the I know commentator where you're going with, with, this. With, with the camera panned on Mick Cronin, head coach at UCLA, made the comment, Cronin is a disciple of fouling in this situation. With three and seconds there's left. There's two different ways to go. Right. You foul – Hopefully they cannot do this. Hit a free throw and then miss the second intentionally or whatever, however they miss it, and they get the rebound and put it back in and score the three points that way. Or the second part is play defense, make them hit the long three, and whatever. Cronin, if he's a disciple of fouling, that didn't happen because Alabama hit the three at the buzzer. Well, I, th- I thought it was funny because I was sitting there and I was watching the game, and then UCLA, UCLA hits those free throws. And Ian Eagle, I think it was, that was the guy that said it. Well, that's a great name, by the way. <laughs> he's a really good he, – he's he has a great name, and he's, he's an good. even better, he's... better broadcaster. But anyways, he mentioned, you know, Mick Cronin is a disciple of fouling up three with less than five seconds left, yeah. like, you, yeah. like you said. So that's a, he was saying that that's what we should happen. Right. And – 
they they panned the camera to him. I think he was getting his team lined up, or you know, he was getting them set. And then Alabama just came out with a great play. You know, it's kind of like it's almost like tag. They, right. They, I think they probably I think they probably had intention to foul. I think they had every intention to foul. Nate Oates just had a excellent inbound play. One thing play. you don't want to do is tackle somebody and maybe. No, you don't want to. You rarely do you see an intentional foul call, but I guess if you just out, hauled off and tackle somebody from the rear, you might get it. You definitely don't want to get the flagrant because Correct. that's two shots and the ball and the ball. So you just kind of want to maybe give a slight jersey grab or slight arm grab, something like that. Used to be they, the officials were forced to decide whether it's a a call or not, but in in this situation now, it, it's pretty well a given. If if you want to have an intentional foul toward the end of the game to, to put somebody on the line, you can pretty much reach out and t- touch somebody like two hand touch football, and they'll they'll not call that intentional, even though it clearly is an intentional foul. Uh, but that didn't happen. But uh, think about the free throw guys. Uh, I heard the coach for Alabama today say. Free throws is always mental, always mental, always mental. And when you stand there, your team down one, with what eight or nine seconds to go, I guess at, mm-hmm. at that time. But you you got a real chance. To, if I hit both of these, we we very well may win the game. If I hit one, we're probably going to go to overtime. If I miss both of them, we're probably going to lose. That's got to be a lot going through somebody's mind. And all I, eyes it, are on you. Oh yeah, it's not like, like you're it's, standing in, in It's the, not you're it's not like you're just in an empty gym by yourself or, or with your teammates back, back home. Right. It's your players, their players, your coaches, their coaches and everybody that's sitting watching the game. All eyes are on you. And I I'm a Tennessee graduate as you know. So this Herb Jones missing those free throws kind of reverted me back to two weeks ago when Tennessee played Alabama in the SEC quarterfinals. Devontae Gaines was in for defense, in for defensive purposes, gets the rebound. On the way down, he was fouled. Down one, and he was sent to the line with two shots, one to tie it, two to win it, and he missed both of them. And then just like that situation, Herb Jones gets to the line and throws up two bricks. But he was bailed out for a meantime, I guess, with that insane three from Reese. I forget his first name. We'll go with Reese. I don't know his first name, though. <laughs> I can't forget it. All right, we've got a caller on the line. Let's get that. I bet he's going to talk NCAA basketball as well a little bit. Go ahead. I guess he dropped. Well, he'll, he'll come back. Uh, I am reminded by the free throw. The Michigan State win by Middle Tennessee would not have happened, probably, if Reggie Upshaw does not hit two free throws toward the end of the championship game in the Conference USA Tournament against, uh, I think they were playing uh, UAB, but I'm not positive. I think it was UAB in 20. And, and Reggie Upshaw, as good a player as he is, was, as fine a player as Middle's had in a long time, was not a good free throw shooter. And I remember sitting in the in the arena at UAB, uh, offering prayers that this this guy who is a tremendous player in 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 every way deserved an MVP for whatever you want to give it to him, but 
shooting free throws was not his forte. He doesn't hit those free throws. Michigan State win doesn't happen. So free throws are hugely important. And uh, it worked out, in this case, okay for Alabama. And then shifted five, five minutes forward, and UCLA just kills them in overtime. This is a team that had to work their way in. They played one of the uh, first four game four, first four games to get into the tournament. They're one of 66, 67, 68. Mm-hmm. They're there. Oregon State, a number 12 seed, is still playing, by the way. You know, you mentioned UCLA playing in the first four. Their first four game with Michigan State was a game that went into overtime as well. Yes. And that was a game that, if I'm, I'm trying to remember correctly, I think Michigan State controlled the pace of that game and it looked like Michigan State was going was was going to win in the final minute or so and then UCLA just came back and and they tied it up in the last 30 seconds and of, of course they took over in overtime. Well, obviously we can talk about this all day long. That's not what we want to do. There's other things to talk about, but uh, let's go ahead and take our first break when we come back. Uh, we're going to get with Chip Walters and get his Blue Raider inside report a little early today. We'll come back with more on All Sports Talk. Make yourself look 10 years younger at McCabe Vision Center. Dr. Craig McCabe. Laser procedures that get rid of brown splotches and red marks on our face. Look 10 years younger at McCabe Vision Center. And even scar tissue removal and stretch mark improvement. Look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. On Heritage Park Drive behind SunTrust Bank. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, Demas is one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. 
WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Coming up this week on State Farm Prep Sports, we've got Rockvale at Smyrna Baseball for you this evening. We'll have that beginning at 6.15 airtime, 6.30 for the first pitch from Smyrna. On Tuesday night, 5.50 airtime, 6 o'clock for the first pitch. It's Stewart's Creek at Oakland. State Farm Prep Baseball this week on Monday and Tuesday. Also coming up for you on Thursday, Braves at Phillies as we get the Major League Baseball season underway. We'll break away around 545 to get you to Middle Tennessee Baseball as they host Rice. And that will be a Friday doubleheader beginning at 1245. And on Saturday, they'll play at 1045 airtime right here on News Radio WGNS as we follow the preps, as we follow the Braves, and as we follow the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders in spring sports this season. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Thank you for listening to All Sports Talk. Dick Palmer has joined me in the studio. Uh, Mr. Palmer, you've been a busy man with baseball in the last few days. I know that. That's true. Well, give us a quick recap of Middle Tennessee at UAB. Well, the the decision was made to play a doubleheader on Friday because of the weather forecast. You know, they had those really bad storms. Sure. Uh, was that Wednesday night, I believe? Wednesday night or Thursday? But anyway, well, the storms they had, had really bad storms Friday night here too, for sure. Yeah. No, it was it was Saturday Saturday morning. afternoon, yeah. Saturday evening. The Saturday storms morning. had uh, had passed, and they yeah, decided to, right Friday was good. Because there was more weather supposed to come in Sunday, they decided to go ahead and get two games in on Friday, and and the uh, uh, UAB won the first game eight to nothing. Their pitcher got pitcher of the week in the conference. Uh, he shut us out on two hits, didn't walk anybody, and uh, that's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we never we never uh, really challenged them in that. Then the second game, we got out uh, early. Uh, lead of I think 11 to 2 after about four innings and then they just kept getting a run here and a run there and it finished 11 to 9 and uh, we had to hang on in the last couple of innings fortunately we got good pitching out of the bullpen and won that game 11 to 9 and then uh, in the Saturday game we led the whole game and we're leading 5 to 4 going into the bottom of the 8th and uh they got four runs and, and won that game eight to five. So Sunday we came back have, really having uh, to get a win to split. You know, when we'll start one and three in the conference. Of course. So uh, got good pitching from uh, left-hander Trent Siebert and David Zaz, who is the ace of the bullpen, who saved the game Friday night. They didn't. They couldn't use him Saturday because he'd uh, he'd pitched so much Friday night, but he came in and pitched the last couple of innings uh, yesterday and, and got the win three to one. So, do you generally see the number one pitcher pitching in your first game? Generally, two do. and three on right. the next one. And so the, the the young man Siebert you mentioned that pitched on Sunday so well is a four number four starter. That's right. Our first our, our for now our first our two best pitchers are supposed to be Aaron Brown and and uh, Zach uh, Keenan. And so they started them on Friday, and neither one of them made it through the fourth inning. Mm-hmm. 
it's just strange. <laughs> well, that's why sometimes – real quick, uh, what does that forebode for Middle Tennessee baseball in, you, in your view? I know it's awfully early in the conference season, but this team we think has some pitching, has some pitching, obviously has some faults as well. But where do you see this team potentially finishing? In I, I see us uh, challenging uh, in the middle of the pack somewhere. Uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a lot better than it's been the last three or four years. Strength so, and weakness. Uh, pitching is is the strength, and we just haven't been scoring runs uh, like you would like for a team to do to support the pitching. For instance, we lost two one to nothing games last weekend. Our pitchers pitched great, absolutely, and we couldn't couldn't score. So that's been that's been one of the challenges. Do so you need my help? You reckon? I've got some eligibility left. <laughs> I could I could in Indiana high school pitching way back in 1969 70. Oh, I expect they they would uh, look for any help from anywhere right now. <laughs> well, uh, you mentioned we were talking off air uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, go through that uh, for us real quick. Uh, the the games tonight. We get this right now. Then I'm going to ask Dick a question. So the games tonight are Oregon State. And Houston, that's at CB. That's on CBS here in just. Melvin Hayes has no Just less than an hour, and then Arkansas and Baylor follows them. Start time says eight fifty-seven, but that could be earlier. It could be later. What I do we, know we for don't sure, know. I'm going to ask the question after this. Gonzaga and Michigan both looked really, really good yesterday. And UCLA, Michigan is going to be a heck of a ball game. I give me Michigan and yeah, I give winners, me winners today go to the Final Four, right? That's correct. Elite Eight. No, this no, is, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Two tonight, Mr. Palmer's two correct. Right. I say, give, I, I tell you what, I, give me Michigan and I'll give you 10 points. We're going to start gambling. This is for, no, 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 this, this is just this friendly. Is, this friendly. is for uh, entertainment only. Entertainment <laughs> <laughs> No, I think Michigan's that good. Uh, we, we shall see. Dick, you, you probably know this. Oregon State, we mentioned them. A number 12 seed, I believe. Where does Oregon State fit into Middle Tennessee basketball history? Well, I, it was. It may have been the first team we played in the NCAA tournament. That is correct. 1974-75 yeah. season. Right. Sleepy Taylor's year and, and all that bunch that was right. there. Uh, played them at Lexington, Kentucky. Coach Earl, I think. Yeah, Coach Earl's team. Uh, first time to win the automatic bid from the OVC and played there at uh, the old uh, Memorial Coliseum in Lexington against Oregon State. So, yeah, very good. I, I thought we'd play Stump the Band, but... I've been in that old Memorial Coliseum several uh, times. They still use that. Uh, you're probably there. Uh, the women's team women's plays team there. Play that's there. that's their home court. Yeah. yeah. I, my, my suspicion is the old Coliseum at Kentucky is probably better than a lot of the new Coliseums in a lot of other places. Yeah, let's pull up those uh, those uh, women's games in the uh, tournament, and let's talk about them for a minute. Well, you know of one, because you, you said you want to watch Baylor-UConn tonight. UConn and Baylor, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a good game. I I still have uh, I still have UConn winning the thing, but uh, even though they didn't start, well, one of the one of the old standards has come back to roost. Is, uh, with Stanford getting back in, in Stanford, the mix. You're right. you know they've been they were one of the powerhouses. And Arizona's still in it too, I think. Yes. Yeah, so tonight, so tonight, it's Baylor and UConn. On ESPN, as you mentioned, mentioned it. Um, well, that game, 
Hmm. Is that one already started? Oh, that's tomorrow night. Excuse me. Oh, okay. My bad. Wait. Oh, you're right. It's tonight. <laughs> and who's the other game? The, the other game follows them, Arizona and Indiana. Right. Okay. The Hurry and both, Hoosiers. All, both of those are on ESPN. And then It's funny because uh, those are two teams that, uh, that Middle Tennessee has beaten, uh, well, since Cole Chensel came in. Beat, beat Indiana. Uh, I don't remember what year. I think it was before I started doing games, so it was either his first or second year. And then we beat Arizona out there. Uh, I, I did that game. But those two programs have really been rejuvenated. Recently. Well, I actually did Arizona game in in Arizona before that and lost and did an Indiana game in Bloomington and lost. But you went – you you're the good luck charm. They won the game. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we've we, we got more talk about Lady Raiders here in just a bit, but we need to go ahead and take a break and uh, get to Chip Walters here and just – well, we're going to put Chip off for a little while longer. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back and uh, I want to talk to Greg Hall about his new sponsorship here in just a minute, and then we'll talk to Mr. Palmer some more. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. Good afternoon. The wreck over in Nashville slowed down. Traffic 24 east at Harding Place. Traffic's on the increase now already up through the Hickory Hollow area there on 24 at Bell Road. Traffic's picked up even more so now on 231 going outbound toward Shelbyville. Ripley's Aquarium Family PJ Party with the Penguins coming up on April 9th. All the details now at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When severe weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for Central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. So you should be in shelter already. In there is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. 
Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Cold Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. We're going we're gonna to slide Chipper back just a little bit on this thing. Mr. Palmer is uh, with me. We want to get, get his input on some things. Uh, obviously, voice of the uh, baseball team, you had some good help while you were doing double duty middle Tennessee women extended their season out and I know you're pleased with that uh just to kind of recap of the basketball season and, and then we're going to look forward to the not so good news well <clears throat> I thought the basketball season was a success as far as I was concerned you know when you win a conference championship that's that's about all you can ask for well they did win a conference championship for sure and uh uh Yes, that's always the name of the game, right? To do that. Uh, now they, they 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 did struggle toward the end of the season a little bit. Uh, the, the, the two first the first games of the two last two home home series didn't play very well at all. I was there for both of those, and you know, I was really concerned about going into the tournament because they had lost by double digits, and then turned around and won the next games, right. but ne- not nearly as convincingly as you would maybe hope. Right. But they get to the tournament, Dick, and and took care of business, and, and, I, and Rice, I know, in the championship game, awfully good team. Yeah, right. Rice was good, and and uh, matter of fact, Rice won the women's NIT. I, I think they had, they did. They just did that yeah, uh, last yeah. night, I think. Which, pretty good deal. Beat uh, Ole Miss in the championship game, but uh, the, the the Rice team had, you know, they they'd beaten us like four, three or four times in a row. Mm-hmm. We hadn't beaten them with their with their big center until that championship game, and uh, it was I thought it was a pretty gutsy performance by our, by our kids to to do that. Well, very pleased with that for sure, and, and did it, Dick, with a, a lineup that I know that Coach Ensel did not really want to have to go with such a small lineup most of all the year. Yeah, and and really played the whole tournament with six players. Sure. And, and and that lack of depth and certainly lack of size really showed itself uh, in in the Tennessee game. Middle Tennessee drew University of Tennessee, and uh, at the half it was tied, and Middle had scored thirty nine. I I said to my son who was watching the game with me, Middle's going to have to keep scoring because I don't think we have an answer to them defensively, and and on the boards. And and Middle couldn't keep scoring, and Tennessee did that. And, yeah, and they threw that zone up, and it uh, pushed us out on the floor a little bit. And and uh, I think I think we heard our shots a lot in the second half. We just and who knows? You know, we may have just expended it all in the first half. I, who's to say? It's not unusual for two halves to be so, so different. And uh, gosh, they had to be excited. I was excited 
at the half that you know well, you, you, I was, you can't I win was, if you're not there. I was really stunned that uh, that Tennessee lost by 15 in their next game. Lost to Michigan. Well, as we are just kind of saying, looking back on middle season, one night and the next night, you sometimes get two different teams, not just at Middle Tennessee, but at the University of Tennessee and a lot of other places as well, right? Well, that's true. That's Those two-game series that you were talking about prove that. that you sure. Know, you're not going to play exactly the same every night. Oh. College basketball, football, baseball, I guess to some extent, has changed so much. Uh 15, 20 years ago, you have your roster, and you look on the roster and you say, these two seniors won't be back next year. We've got these three recruits coming in, and here we go. Uh, four or five years ago, graduate transfers became uh, uh, fairly much a staple. So you might lose a player that way, or you certainly might gain a player that way. Right. Middle women have been the beneficiary of that rule in the, in the past, it appears, because some very good players have come in. And now, But now it's even kind of gone even farther with the – the portal, which is almost a uh, assurance that, that underclassmen can do kind of the same thing, uh, and, and that's got to be, gosh, horribly hard on coaches. Oh, Either I don't, way. I don't see how they really. I don't see how they keep their sanity with everything that's going on now. Because really, it's very difficult to plan, and, and unfortunately, and, and uh, the, the Hayes sisters have gone into the portal and, and apparently will not be back at Middle Tennessee next year. It's not I- impossible yet. I don't know that I've, I've heard them say that where they may be going. It's very unusual for kids to go into a portal of any sport and, and end up at the same school. Well, no, that's possible. why they sure go into a portal. <laughs> so, uh, the most valuable player in Conference USA and a first-team all-freshman player are, are now gone for Middle Tennessee squad, uh, your, your take on that, do you have any idea, did you have any inkling that that might happen? You know, maybe a little bit, but uh, we do have a, we do have a young lady from uh, Virginia Commonwealth who's been with us this year. She's sitting out, who's, who's going to be with us next year. And we've got three really good freshmen coming in. I mean, really good. Well, right? yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. So I'm, I'm, I was just looking ahead, you know, to what what spots were going to be open <laughs> next year. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that, that they can't turn around and, 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 and play very well next year because of what you said. But uh, do we – we don't know. I'm, I'm sure you don't know the answer. to when, when that decision might have been made, was it – No, I do not you know. know. Let's ask it this way. Middle Tennessee beats Tennessee – does it happen? Uh, we don't know. The, the decision was probably made. A f- I don't few think weeks it back, was. You think? I don't think it was made overnight. No, no. Well, we we don't know that, but uh, so uh, there's still possibilities, obviously, for Rick and his staff to to bring portal transfers in his, himself. Oh yeah, that's a, that's and a now, possibility. And now he's got a couple spots that uh, he wasn't counting on. That uh, I'm sure he'll go to that portal and look around and see if he can't. Squeeze a, a good player or two out of that. Yeah, we've got a really good player coming in from Huntsville, and uh, two three-point shooters, high school freshmen coming in. I mean, high school seniors who'll be freshmen in college coming in next year. The kid from Huntsville is a, is a high school player, so uh, it's going to be a little bit of a youth movement next year. I think the big the big kid from Russia will uh, will 
kind of helped us stabilize in the middle. I think she's I think she's going to be a good player. One of the, the things that might have rung the bell with me, uh, I listened to a sports talk show a couple weeks ago out of Nashville, and they were talking about the same subject and mentioned the name Reggie Upshaw and said, you know, if that rule was in place back then, it would have been hard for Middle Tennessee to hang on to a Reggie Upshaw because Reggie was such a good and versatile player that he would have been a, a good commodity. If you are the second leading scorer in the country and and you also have a sister likely to go to the same place that's a freshman of the year and you got possibility of being an all-conference player, there's no question that the, those kids have bargaining power to go to a lot of really, really good programs. And even though you and I both are highly partial to Middle Tennessee, there are more high-profile players uh, places they can go what worries me you know it's getting it's getting to be almost like pro ball to sure me. I, I, it worries me too where you can trade players and and uh, the loyalty is gone it's 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 just too much like pro ball the yeah. identification with players that we tie into yeah. it's been one of the real problems for 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 I us thought, this year I, I thought at one time that the women's game was really the only pure basketball left and now it's getting to be that way so Year after year after year, you really don't know from season to season to season what you're going to have. No, and I think I think uh, I think Coach McDevitt might have put it best when talking about that and talking about recruiting. And he said, he said, now you don't know what you're going to have. You have to manage a roster. You don't create. <laughs> You're right. You have to manage your roster. And I think that was a pretty accurate statement. I'm, I'm not uh, saying this in the Hayes girls situation with Coach Insel at all. But as a coach, are you put in a position of, of being a little bit more mild and gentle and, 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 you, and whatever to, well, to make sure it, you keep the players that you've I got? I don't know if that's the case, but you are certainly put in a, an uncomfortable position. Yes. I'll say that. Very uncomfortable. Now, all that said, is isn't this a move that makes it more fair to the players that are in a bad situation, and so forth, and gives them a chance to go play? I mean, that that's certainly the 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 gist behind the the, the rule is yeah. to give those those players that opportunity to do. Well, uh, it certainly has its consequences. It's almost like the players are driving the bus now. Well, you the... have to, to worry about that a little bit. Well, you, you mentioned uh, the ball team has some very good players coming back and at least three good recruits, and we never know what the portal may bring. Uh, that's right. You uh, you get out there. And I guess that's why we keep going to the games. <laughs> wave, wave, the, wave the flag and so forth. Uh, all right, uh, we, we need to take a break. we got a high school baseball coming up here in a bit, so we're going to go get this done. We're going to get Chip Walters on after this. general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. 
Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Let's start out uh, talking Blue Raider tennis. That's right, tennis. In a match that took nearly four hours, the number 46-ranked Middle Tennessee men's tennis team came out on top over number 29, South Florida, at home at the Adams Tennis Complex, 4-3 for their 28th straight win at home. The Blue Raiders uh, improved to 13-5 on the season, while the Bulls fell to 11-6. In doubles action, Pavel Model and Stingen Slump were winners. Tom Moonen and Chris Edge disposed of their opponent 6-2. So the Blue Raiders, uh, with the win, are back in action this week when they travel to Louisville to take on the Cardinals at uh, 1 p.m. That will be uh, later in the week. MTSU defeated Louisville earlier this year at home by a score of four to nothing. If you have not had a chance to see Jimmy Borendame's men's team, they are outstanding and uh, play with an incredible amount of passion. On the women's side, the Lady Raiders cruised at Davidson after a tough loss uh, on Saturday. Middles women's tennis team rebounded at Davidson on Sunday afternoon, defeating the Wildcats 6-1. to one. The Blue Raiders improved to 8-9 and nine on the season, while Davidson fell to 5-9. and nine. The full uh, story on the women's and the men's uh, from the weekend action is on GoBlueRaiders.com. All right, let's turn to baseball. The Middle Tennessee men's team pulled out the series split at UAB with a 3-1 win in the series finale on Sunday. The Blue Raiders were led by starting pitcher Trent Siebert, who earned his first win of the Blue of his Blue Raider career and kept the Blazers scoreless through six and two-thirds innings. Siebert pitched that six and two-thirds, allowed just five hits, struck out four and walked one on the way to his first win in four starts this year. Junior Fausto Lopez got the offense rolling for the Raiders with a leadoff double to set the table for the meat of the Blue Raider order, and cleanup hitter Brett Coker brought Lopez around to score with a double to give Middle an early one to nothing lead. It was a lead that they would not relinquish, and they win the game by a score of 3-1. to one. Their conference series this week against Rice is at home, and it will be on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday due to it being Easter weekend. They back it up so they're not playing on Easter Sunday, but it will be a 6 o'clock game on Thursday, a 1 o'clock doubleheader on Friday, and an 11 a.m. game on Sunday against the Rice Owls. 
Well, after the first weekend of conference play, here's how things stand. Eastern Division, FAU is 4-1. Old Dominion and Charlotte are 3-1. Western Kentucky and FIU are 1-3, while Marshall is 0-4. In the West, Louisiana Tech leading the way along with UTSA at 3-1. Middle just a game back along with UAB at 2-2. Southern Miss uh, went to Louisiana Tech this weekend and lost three out of four. The uh, Southern Miss Ball Club is now 1-3. Rice also 1-3 on the year. Softball note, after an already deep and talented 2022 pitching rotation, recently added more depth and talent as Middle announced Monday the signing of Mid-State pitcher Kerry Munn, a Manchester product and soon-to-be graduate of Coffee County High School, originally verbally committed to Auburn before deciding to stay home and play for head coach Jeff Breeden and Middle Tennessee. That is a big one. Also, uh, something that you're hearing a lot about is uh, the transfer portal in basketball. Well, you know, if you're old school like me, it really gets your attention. Well, this year, it's just another thing. All 14 Conference USA teams are now represented in the transfer portal this year. 34 players total. Middle has four of those. Jordan Davis, Tyson Jackson, Jace Johnson, and Brian Coffey. On the women's side, Anastasia and Aislinn Hayes have gone into the transfer portal. So, you know, while, you know, the first thing people tend to do, especially in this era of sarcasm, is when somebody decides to transfer, well, what's wrong? Well, in this case, you look around and everybody's transferring. Again, 34 players in Conference USA, uh, including uh, for uh, Marshall, uh, two of their best three players, Jared West and Jansen Williams, they're transferring elsewhere. So it is just a crazy, crazy year in college basketball. All right, that's it for today. We'll have more tomorrow right here. So stick with us. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. News, traffic, weather, and fun. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Ryan, and Dalton. News, traffic, weather, and fun? Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. If you have a growing family, are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. Good afternoon. The wreck over in Nashville slowed down. Traffic 24 east at the Harding Place. Traffic's on the increase now already through the Hickory Hollow area there on 24 at Bell Road. Traffic's picked up even more so now on 231 going outbound towards Shelbyville. Ripley's Aquarium Family PJ Party with the Penguins coming up on April 9th. All the details now at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
we do it your way at Sir Pizza. Join the team at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. First Bank all over the state of Tennessee, 57, I think now it's the count around there. A couple of them here in Murfreesboro, as a matter of fact, where we bank All Sports Talk. Great service there. I'll be carrying them a ton of money tomorrow. We make so much money here at the station. Dick, been with those folks a long time. Have been. Uh, Dick, you mentioned, uh, we mentioned how different Chip went through it as well, how different things are because of transfers and portals and so forth. One other thing that was really different this year is the bubble that you were part of in uh, San Antonio. Share with the, you, you win the conference, middle wins the conference tournament in the, the Dallas area. And, and rather than coming back to Murfreesboro, stayed there. Well, I'll let you tell the story. Well, at, uh, in Dallas at the conference tournament, we we tested every day. The players and, and everybody in the party, myself included, we, we were tested every day. So we win the uh, conference championship, and the decision had already been made beforehand that, that we were not coming back. We were going to stay in Texas. So we stayed uh, in Texas uh, all day Sunday, all day Monday, I think they practiced Monday, Tuesday morning at at early. Uh, we boarded uh, three buses, which were provided by the NCAA, with a maximum capacity of twelve per bus. Really, and headed to San Antonio. It's a five-hour drive. At least you had the leg room. <laughs> I said, at least you had the leg room. Yeah, you did. You had plenty of room. There wasn't any problem. <laughs> Leg room was no problem. So, but three buses, and uh, we headed to San Antonio. And when we got to San Antonio, we were given our room keys. Every person in the party had a single room. And we were told to go to our rooms and remain there. <laughs> food, your food would be sent up to you. Our team had the whole seventh floor of the hotel. The other teams that were in our hotel each had a floor to themselves. Mm. Okay. Uh, we also had a, they have a uh, floor that has nothing but meeting rooms and banquet rooms and stuff. And we had a, we had a team room on the third floor, but we, we, we only went there like once a day. We would go down, I think we had, well, I think we had our morning meal breakfast in that team room but the rest of the time all day uh the rest of the day tuesday all day wednesday we were in our rooms and did not leave the rooms no practice those days and they sent our food up to us started allowed to practice at all no not okay. for the first two days okay, okay starting thursday we were allowed to practice so we would uh and we were allowed to go down to the team room and watch film and do scouting reports and all that. Uh, but this is this is a, a very very highly organized event. We also every day we had to be tested, and that involved walking from the hotel to the convention center two blocks away, and every team 
had to be tested every day. So we would be walking toward the convention center and another team would be walking back. We just would be passing teams coming and going, coming to and from testing. And that whole process would take about an hour because you had to, after you got tested, you had to wait for the results and they would bring the results to you. And if anybody tested positive, they would have to be held over and tested again. And we had that happen a couple of times, but they were they both proved to be false results and and it worked out okay but uh, so one hour a day was was devoted to that at least you got out of the hotel for a little bit that was about the only saving grace there and when we went to practice we'd have to go in three buses just like traveling to uh you know and then going to the we were our first game was scheduled to be played in austin well, now, Austin is about as far from San Antonio as Bowling Green is from Murfreesboro, about an hour and a half drive. Mm, right. So we were able – we we practiced Friday in Austin, and that whole situation took about five hours because an hour and a half up there, hour and a half, two hours on the floor, hour and a half back, so on and so forth. So uh, – Saturday we didn't practice. We practiced at another play. I think we practiced at the Alamo Dome on Saturday, and then uh, played on Sunday in Austin. So we had to leave. We had the eleven o'clock. No, it was a one o'clock game. So we had to leave early, early to get up to Austin for the game. And then, uh, of course, we were we were defeated by Tennessee in that game. Went right back on the buses. Drove back to San Antonio and this we got there about five o'clock a little after maybe and they told us get your stuff packed be back on the bus by have your luggage down here by 6 30 we're leaving at seven o'clock to go to the airport so that's what we did and uh, went right to the airport bus pulled up on the tarmac there was a charter plane waiting they did, they did security out on the tarmac. Everybody loaded the plane. Everybody had a row to themselves on the airplane. There was nobody but us in there. Uh, NCAA paid for that. And so we were on the airplane. We loaded up, flew back into Nashville. Not three airplanes, though? Hour and 40 minutes. Huh? Not three airplanes? Not three airplanes this time. <laughs> we scattered. We just... It was a, it was a good size airplane. It wasn't a really small charter. It was like a small Southwest plane, you know, yeah, with yeah. the two big engines yeah. under. Uh, hour and forty minute flight. So so we're back home. I got home about eleven o'clock. I'm sure Sunday you were night. really tired. Yeah, I was a little weary. <laughs> the whole thing. I'm sure the question was asked. So and I'll ask it as well. You're with the team. You practice with the team. You're on the team. You got the whole floor to yourself. Why is it that the team could not roam from room to room on their own floor? I'm not saying that wasn't done, but <laughs> I never did see it. <laughs> well, just the question of the rule seems a little bit. Wait a minute. Yeah. Now, these kids are going to get on three buses. They're going to get in any meeting room. Right. They're going to play basketball. They're going to get in a huddle and right. whatever. But they have to stay in their room That's, rather than. than if, you, if you've got the whole floor, it seems like to me that would have been the, the, the glory of having a floor to yourself is that you could go floor, you know, 
Wait, Who knows? <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, it was an experience you'd rather not do again. That sounds, sounds really like you're exactly right. That's uh, I want to. You know, it was nice to do it once to see what it was like. I don't think I want to do it again. And I can't. I can't imagine those uh, hockey teams and the NBA teams having to do that for a whole season. So, so when did you leave for Texas to play the Conference USA tournament? Because I know you were down there, played on uh, Thursday night. Uh, I left on Monday. I, I rode the, uh, the the equipment bus down there. Gone almost two weeks then. Yeah, it's gone two weeks. Yeah. They had we with, had we won on Sunday, I would have had to go on shopping. Did, did did you take plenty for of clothes? Plenty of garments. <laughs> uh, just enough. <laughs> I mean, the the time I was there and the clothes ran out just about, exactly at the same time. My grandfather would say that you could always wear them twice. Once inside out, once outside it out. You can't mention that. um though. Don't tell us what um is. Would <laughs> they wear um? um you know, my but, wife would have. If I take one little double bag, she did that. I don't think you got enough to wear. All right, Dick. Uh, fascinating time. Unfortunate for the Raiders and Lady Raiders. Uh, seasons ended the way they did. Uh, baseball team hopefully moves on, and we got to mention the t- tennis team. My guys, number twenty six in the country. Jimmy Borndain has it going on over there. Yep. 28 straight home victories. I didn't realize that. And and our golf team does awfully well as well. And, and after losing a, a coach to University of Tennessee, what, three or four years ago? And some players. Whole, some players. I think the whole team moved. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's a little, little, little – Frustrating for sure. Uh, by the way, b- baseball tonight on WGNS, high school wise, tomorrow night, and then we're going to get uh, college baseball with Middle Tennessee Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week. And Braves this start week, Thursday. Braves start as well. So Brian Barrett's got his hands full trying to get all that in one package. It's kind of like putting 10 pounds of potatoes in a five pound sack, as they say. I don't think it'll work. All right, Dick, appreciate you being here. Monty Hale tomorrow for All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Panzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.